You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Can't get enough of Cthulhu in Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cthulhu in Cairo. Uh, I'm Raz, and the whole team is here. Uh, some of us are having a curry. Some of us are having a lie down, but we'll figure it all out in a minute. I uh, just wanted to welcome you back. Thank you so much for joining us. When we last left, we were in the middle of the Indian Ocean, and a lot had happened, including we know that Ella's disappeared. Uh, Catherine was going through journals and looking for things. Didn't make a great role on that, unfortunately, to my memory. So we have a stretch of time of eight days where the Drina is just steaming back to get to Northern Australia at Darwin. Um, we are not going to make you go through those eight days. We're going to assume that that has happened. We're going to have the team land in Darwin. They've already been debriefed by the, the authorities. They had eight days to get their stories straight. They had eight days to kind of work their magic with Madam's fast talk, Jack's good looks, Faye's weeping. With all that going on, we just they were able to convince the crew that most of what happened was explainable. Um, the rest, though, they keep in their hearts and... You know, one or two people, my forehead, right, face, forehead, um, one or two people on the boat may, you know, may secretly say to themselves, I know what I saw. But a lot of it has been explained away. The authorities are now understanding that so-and-so went crazy. He threw somebody overboard. He cut somebody. I think that was actually Everett was the one who killed Tommy and then uh, possibly, you know, dispatched or removed. So he's facing a trial. There's all these things have gone on. But also in those eight days, they went through Ellis things again to collect them and pack them up for her. And they did find one small lead that was, she wrote down Australia, Edgar and Elroy Locke, L-O-C-K-E. And it seems that Ella was interested in either talking to these two men or visiting them or something, but she definitely made a note and she underlined it. Um, And it's in Mephisto, Australia, which doesn't sound good, but we're going to go with it. So (laughs) what was the last name? Locke, L-O-C-K-E. And what was the first name again? The first name of Edgar and Elroy Locke. Great. In Satan, Australia. I mean, (laughs) Mephisto. Right, Mephisto. Australia. Mephisto. Uh, So we are in Darwin. The team finds themselves trying to get their bearings. Uh, They have located, they know a railway will take them south across the, the continent itself towards Melbourne. There is a track. It gets within about three days of Ayers or Uluru Rock, which is where they know they eventually want to get to. But this Ella lead, they don't know much about it, so they're going to have to check around a little bit. Team, that's where we're going to pick up. Darwin looks like this. Let me bring it up for you real quick, and I'll describe it to our listeners, because this is just the fun part of trying to be on the same page. Um, it's pretty much far over on roll 20 to your right, <clears throat> says Darwin 1930s. That's Darwin, and there's the the train tracks, there's a port off the a pier that goes off into the water. Um, but yeah, it's it's about 12 square blocks. Uh, and a lot of it's grass. Yeah, give me a couple of seconds, I think I could count the buildings. Yeah, give me give me a <laughs> couple seconds, I can run across town. Literally. <laughs> um, yeah, this is you know, we always think that north, you know, evolved south. No, but in, in the case of Australia, Melbourne is all the way on the bottom 
and Darwin is in the middle, like up north and not really well let's just say it's not as developed this yeah this looks like like if you thought of the okay corral with tumbleweeds and everything else that's kind of what you got going on here there's a nice stretch of beach there yeah so that's a hell of a piece of beach probably it's trying to kill you so that's what we have here and uh there is a couple there's two hotels in town uh run by the same person across the street from each other it's just they they opened up two hotels for whatever reason is it literally a door at each end is that what it is <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> the darwin but, uh, east the darwin west exactly uh but yeah so that's what you have you have you're armed with a name you know there's a train if you want to get down to Ayers, but if you're looking to try to you know in any way shape or form piece together potentially why ella would have written these names down or done in her research this is the pl- this is where you want to be so all right Welcome to Darwin, everyone. Yeah. Population at this point, I think of around 1,105. It's very scenic. <laughs> Rustic. Well, so we found um, we found allusions to Edgar and Elroy Locke in her in her diary. Written down. Uh, yeah. And, and when Catherine was going through it, it's kind of in the it's in the margins of the book of, in her journal. Right. Um, and it was underlined. And it just it gives the Australia AUS, at which finally you guys were like, oh my god, it's Australia, right? Like AUS was right. house, but it's it's house Edgar and Elroy Locke. Well, the the hotels are probably kind of like uh, the center of activity yep. in the town. The owners yeah. of them that would be these there would probably know sure. most people. So maybe we maybe we go to the hotel and inquire about these names there, see if anybody knows them or recognizes them. Okay, so the the hotels again they both boast a tavern. Um, again, more instead of a pubish type environment of Europe, you're looking more like the mid, like the old West, right? Where it's a saloon attached to a sleeping establishment. Uh, that's the vibe I'm getting. That's what we're going to go with because the Aussies kind of, I think, have that. You know, um, they're already making f- Foresters or Fosters or whatever they drink down there. Fosters, Fosters, yeah, they're already fastest. So you've got um, you've got the two hotels are the Copper Stand uh, and the Diamond Thread. Why Diamond Thread? Don't know, but that's what it came up with uh, when I did it. So Diamond Thread is the one, and the other one is the Copper Stand. They are literally almost across the street from each other. They're kind of obviously competition, but one is a little ritzier than the other. You know, But depending on which one you go to, it doesn't really matter. You can start either way or split the party in Australia. You know, first minute in, that's fine too. But um, yeah, you can uh, you can get yourselves there with no problem. So whichever one you prefer to start was your conversational. Flip a coin. Pick one of them. All righty. I would say that uh, <clears throat> Jack or one of the ladies is probably better to talk, being a you know, thick Russian accent. Uh, you know, this is a kind of a remote area. They may not, uh, may not yes, respond I mean, really well to me. That's fine. I, mean, I suppose Faye and I could double team them, so to speak, you know, and a bit of American, a bit of uh, British via Africa. I say that sounds like a plan. I think they're going to hate my accent just as much as Bottoms. Most so we'll likely, see. yes. Yeah. They loved Americans back then. Did they? Absolutely. Well, we're going to test that out right now. Of course they did. You got money. <laughs> Unless you came and here poor. <laughs> that would have, that'd be a right oh. sucker. <laughs> I'm so excited for Australian accents. 
So They're very yeah. hard to maintain, by the way. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> At least I find so. All right. So um, yes, uh, we're gonna roll. We're gonna just gonna pick one for you just to make it exciting, and we're gonna cool. go with the Copper Stand. That's the name of the hotel. Amazing. So uh, yeah, you go inside. There's there's a woman there. Uh, her name is Clarice. She's uh, behind the bar. She's kind of, you know, just that Aussie in pants with a white linen shirt and some reason for a vest with a lot of pockets. We don't know why. Um, you know, that whole. She's just, just a lot of stereotypes. Um, yeah, just you walk in. She's like, hi there. Welcome to the copper stand. Come on in. Put your ass on a seat and I'll get you some uh, something to wash the dust off and uh, maybe a little vittles. Come on in. Oh, wonderful. Just wonderful. Uh, Faye, maybe this way, perhaps to. Would you like to sit at the bar, Faye, or perhaps a table? Ooh, I'm up for sitting at the bar. I'd like to get a drink. Oh, well, then. Expedient. You could park your little pretty keister right up here, sweetheart. Let me just clean that off for you. And uh, she starts wiping the chair off because there's a lot of dust in town. The roads are just not paved. You know, I love a good spit shine. Um. (laughs) Wow. Mm. (laughs) Moving on. The so she clears off the, ta- the the stuff. She sees the rest of you come in. She's like, "Well, well, well, so many visitors in one day. That's awful nice." You say you with uh, you with this pretty lady and gentleman there. She looks at you, Valdem. He uh, <clears throat> smiles and nods. Yes. Oh, right, crikey! Your friend's a mute. Didn't realize. No, no, our, our friend is is uh, English is not his first language. Sorry is... about that, love. Didn't know you couldn't speak. He's, he starts he's yelling Russian. like he's, he's not deaf. He's just mute. No, it, it's <laughs> he's not mute. He's just Russian. Same thing. Come on in. Perhaps a muted Russian. We'll find out. <laughs> My God. Well, if he doesn't speak English down here, he probably might as well be mute. No one's going to understand what the fuck he's saying anyway. Maybe maybe, maybe Vada misread the room. He's like being a little too sensitive for these folk. <laughs> Probably like bottom that... too sensitive. Whoa! No, they think putting more sensitivity on them than he than they deserved. Right. It's like bottom's <laughs> probably going. These are my people. Shut up! I do this. I, I have <laughs> on second thought. I punch her in the face. She tells us what we do. Yes. <laughs> I also I drink her under table. We become we become re- related. We become I we become drink like... beer from shoe. Right. I drink from her booth. We become lovers. That's what it is. <laughs> I, put the, I, I give the beer back and I say, do you have anything real to drink? <laughs> oh, love. Crikey, of course we do. Let me, uh, let me pull it out. This comes right from the donkey's tit. So she, uh, Pardon? she pours. <laughs> she pours. What, what wonderful colloquialism. <laughs> um, she pours it right out. It's, it's, it's not frothy. Um, it ah! almost seems. It's not frothy, I said. Oh. It almost seems to have a, a viscous, me... a viscousness of its own, like oil, like almost mm. like a. It's not really. It's okay. burning from itself, and it's clear. And somehow the glass, as you look inside, the bottom of the glass looks cleaner than the top. Like where the liquid has touched the glass on the inside, looks a little less cloudy. Like like when gasoline <laughs> looks like it's shimmering on the top of water. There you go. <laughs> I, I lean over to Vodum and I go, listen, I know that you're Russian and I know that you can probably handle this, but I'm scared for you and for all of our sakes, just maybe don't drink. Vodum winks and then throws it all back. Wow. And Faye buries her face in her hands and just waits for the puking to start. 
So she looks at you, Jack, and she's like, yeah, well, give it a minute. She looks at you, Jack, and she's like, well, what brings you to the beautiful town of Darwin? Uh, come in on the boat, did you? Yes, yes, we came in a boat. We're, we're, actually, we're actually looking for two gentlemen. I'm hoping perhaps you might be able to help with that. Well, we're pretty open-minded down here, love. If that's what you're looking for, we can figure something out. Um, is that cool. just for you or for the ladies as well? No, I think, all we, you need I think we do a full round in the tent, yes. <laughs> We're doing a full round. <laughs> a full round. Let the handy happen, hashtag. Uh, that's Operation Enough. Poltergeist. <laughs> oh, sorry, Operation Poltergeist. Enough, Enough please. <laughs> a shameless out-of-context plug. <laughs> so she says, well, what two men might you be looking for? And, and, let, and should I put a couple of uh, something that swims out in the great water, out in the great blue? Should I put a little bit of that on the fire for you? Maybe uh, heat it up? Put a little scald on it so you can have it uh, without being it raw. Oh yes, yeah. some fish would be wonderful. I'll have whatever your oh, whatever your local your local fishes would be fantastic. Faye looks need... over at Jack with eyebrows raised, like you understood what she was saying. Well, she knew she is a cousin after all. They are, they are cousins of ours, They're right? Separated by seas, but still Brits. Seas and crime. Uh huh. <laughs> Lot, lots of crime. All right, uh, well. Yes, we're we're seeking uh, two chaps that uh, we've come actually to to speak with, uh, Edgar and uh, Elroy Locke. Perhaps you're familiar with them. The room goes dead quiet. Perhaps she not. pulls out she pulls out the equivalent of a um, a Bowie knife and slams it into very hard into her really fairly clean considering bar top. And just holds on, looking you in the face and says, now what the fuck would you want with them, love? And just, like, her hand is trembling. Well, I, I suspect that perhaps they might have got to a mischief down here. Uh, we're actually seeking them as to help us find a friend that has gone missing. She so, had referenced them yes. in her diaries. So they I don't actually know the chaps. We are not acquainted with them, but we were hoping that perhaps by finding them, we might find our friend. Yes. So it's well, actually, it's her that wants to find them. We just want to find her. Yes, yes. She's, she's gone missing, and uh, we were hoping perhaps to track one through the other. That That is our relationship, as it were, with the two gentlemen. Lovely okay. knife, by the way. They've been involved in quite a right few people going missing over the years. That's why they're not allowed back in Darwin no more. Oh. Children seem to mysteriously stop mysteriously disappearing once we drag their asses out. But Interesting. Ain't it's found no accurate. bodies. Ain't found no evidence. So Sheriff says we can't string them up. So you believe that they are behind disappearances of individuals young is that, ones. What, is, is that what you're saying young ones children well that's sort of what elroy claims he likes well Real that's young. that's quite foul oh, my god that's what he says anyway likes to kind of hang around them and tell them stories and such and then they just ups and goes away well quite frankly there's not much i can say to that i am I am shocked. I am quite shocked. They're not here in Darwin. About 30 miles down the river, Elizabeth. 
If you're really looking to get to them. And swiftly punch them in the nose, amongst other things. Well, of <clears throat> concern is perhaps our friend's safety. Yes, I, I think that has changed the conversation somewhat from perhaps them helping us find her to now being concerned that she has ended up in their grip, so to speak. Right. We could offer, too, that uh, it is possible that if we find them and circumstances are present themselves, that we uh, that we may we may uh, end up fixing this problem of yours before uh, with you uh, not needing to worry any more about these two uh, unsavory gentlemen. Yes, quite. And, and if we were to find them and find any of the children or evidence that you spoke of, we certainly would liberate said children and uh, assist in any legal matters, if possible. Right. You, uh, one or two of you look like you're up for killing. Seems like oh. it might be in your, in your paw view. I pull my long knife out of, out of, from its pouch and I slap it on the counter next to hers and I go, maybe once or twice. Hear that, boys? We have a couple people here from from back in old old Limey, thinking they might want to make a ri- river excursion down to the Locks house. Maybe look for our kids. You just see a couple faces kind of go back to their drinks and feel like the room gets a much more comfortable tone to it. Like okay. the fact that you guys offered that was putting them at ease because they are not whatever's keeping them from hurting the two of them. It's got to uh, be more than a sheriff. It's got like I, a sheriff's not going to stop a mob. Right? Yeah. Not out here. <laughs> like out here, they're right, just going right. to string them up. So something is keeping these townspeople from going down that river and just fucking these two guys up. I would like to know what that is. Ask. Did we get the large knife woman's name? Yeah, Clarice. Clarice. Clarice, Clarice. thank you. Um, Catherine clears her throat, um, kind of sits up a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> Clarice. Uh, could you maybe enlighten me, if you have this information, as to what's stopping you from taking that very large implement and going and, you know, thrusting it roughly into the chest of this son of a bitch? Like, yes, there's no evidence, but I mean... That's a very good point that that Catherine makes. And what about frontier justice? I mean, I myself come from Kenya in Africa, and we wouldn't tolerate such things. And there are times, of course, where the law cannot prevent one from resolving situations on their own. So what is preventing people from exacting this revenge? Don't know if you know much about but down here, friends, but... There are a group of people that were here before time was time. And somebody, they have different names. This town we call Jinjimbo, just the old people, the ones who walked the land when, hell, the land wasn't even sure what it was yet. They have made it quite clear we are not to touch the locks. We don't know why, but for some reason they've got in with them bastards. And now, we don't welcome those people in here to Darwin much anymore. We used to have a good trade relationship with them. You hired them as scouts, used them for all kinds of things, found fresh water with them when we first decided to settle here. But once they started defending those two, saying that they was innocent and 
hadn't done nothing and the old spirits told him so and now now there's a there's a good right amount of us with guns but those devils move at night come in kill you without you even knowing it so they're protected by the native peoples yeah what is the name are they are they broken into tribes or how would we know I assume if there are various tribes, if there are tribes you can trust and tribes you cannot. They've put up totems, things around it that all guides and those who lived among them and learned their ways know. Lock ground is off, it's just off limits. Can't touch them. If we do, we bring down the whole people out upon us. You haven't been here long, friend, but Darwin is a might ways off of the normal map, part of the map. Yes, well, it would seem then that if we were to help you in this situation, we could actually make things quite worse for you if we brought those people down upon you. Of course, we wouldn't want that to happen. Well, they didn't warn you, and you wouldn't know what you're looking at anyway. Well, that's true, and I certainly don't sound Australian. Um, and I have American friends and uh, expatriate Americans and Russians, so we are far from... If you head down the river, they'll spot you, and if they want to shoo you off, they shoo you off, but who's to say? All right, so that leads us to the next question then, which is, if we are done to take this, which it sounds like we must, what about transport? Is there someone that we can rent transport from, or worse come to worse, if they are that concerned, buy transport from to get ourselves down the River Elizabeth? Jake over there for the right amount of hooch and a couple bits. Sure, he'll pull on the motor and drag you down. Take good part of the day, day and a half, depending on how sober he is. But he can get you there. It's up river. It's up river to get into it, but so it'll go slow going at times. But good thing is you had a good time of the year. Had rains not too long ago. River's still in good shape. I dropped some. Uh, I dropped some extra money on the uh, the bar, uh, and I say, "This is for you in your time. This is for Jake. Let him drink oh. his fill." Right. Let me. Uh, let me go over there and just uh, see about when he can get himself and his ass poured into a, a, his boat. Probably be uh, sometime either tomorrow or the next day. You're going to need a place to put your heads for the night. Yes, please. We should be able to cover it out of this. We're right fair here in Darwin. <clears throat> Not looking to take advantage. We could probably double up, uh, you know, the ladies and then and then the Vadim and myself. You know, we don't want to take advantage. Oh, of course not. Give me just a couple here, love. And by the way, food be right out. Wonderful. Cavendish, the name. Jack Cavendish. Nice to meet you, Clarice. Hmm. Nice to meet you, too. This is Faye and Catherine and Vadim and I did, shake Did she just spit hand. in her hand and shake yes. it? She did. I spit in my hand and I shake her hand. She uh she gives you the palm. You know what I mean? Ooh. Is she is she attractive at all, this this Clarice? Oh, I mean, does she oh, fill the trouser? Everyone's attractive in their own way. That is very Other true. Jack. That is very true. A wise old bald man once said that. That is very true. Um so Clarice has been Raised in Australia from birth. Uh, the sun here is very strong. 
the I don't I want you to understand that there's no sunblock, and okay, that a little bronzed, she, a little bronzed, and you know that that great look of leather that you start to get over forty if you just stay in the sun day after day. Sure, sure. That rich Corinthian leather, like a Chrysler Cordoba. <laughs> <laughs> rich Corinthian leather. <laughs> so that's Clarice with green eyes. You take that if, where you want to take it. Oh, at it. least the eyes are green. Come on. Yes, but the yeah. question is, how does Clarice move behind the bar? Is it slow and sultry, or is it a lump of clay being slopped along? Oh, my goodness. How does Clarice move behind the bar? Well, with one bad leg when she was dragged off the beach by a croc. Dude, this this is not somebody. No. Okay, so perhaps <laughs> there's, there's not a... Uh, Did you not watch a, the commercial for Guano? Not everyone wants to have sex with you, players. <laughs> I, I wasn't suggesting sex. How foul of you, sir? How foul of you, Keeper? Does she move I, like a thoroughbred? I simply or? wanted a, a, a more rounded picture of the woman. That's all. Well, <laughs> rounded... Rounded is excellent. Rounded isn't quite a, quite accurate because there's just not enough food to go around. Sometimes there's lean days, so no. But she's she's okay. She's probably about five. Bony. She's five brilliant. four, dude. She's a working person. Like the, even in the tavern, it's everything. She does everything by herself. This is, you know, sure, in the hotel. Sure. Yeah, she's like butter scraped over too much bread. Is that it? <laughs> sort of. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but not her all, soul. In all fairness, the sun does go down, and it, it was very long voyage okay. i see <laughs> the look on look on catherine's face was so worth that comment i mean it's been what was two it, weeks it was aghast disgusted there was a whole lot of things going on in that look i wish it had was. layers like a parfait yes, there were layers right yes you yes just peel back a few of the layers so the saloon tap part of the hotel after she gets you guys all set up and uh yeah jake says that he could take you down in two you know two days he's tomorrow he's got to buy the fuel and then um, he'll be ready the next day. Like, it's it's a small outboard. Like, how much fuel does it really need? But Jake Jake moves at his own pace. He's he's a local. Yeah. And, All right. Know, then we work a... out we work out the whatever fee he. Yeah. Well, you gave it. her you gave her the coins to cover quite a bit of it. He does tell you it's it's about twenty seven miles up river. To get, I mean, they went the hell out in the middle of nowhere. They right. wanted nothing. They got scared off. And if it wasn't for the Aborigines stepping in, uh, they would they would have hung them. Yeah, they would have killed these guys. And again, no evidence, no bodies, but yet they think it's them. Well, there's got to be a reason for that. I'm sure. not suggesting they did it. I'm just saying there's got to be something going on. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so you've got a day and a half in Darwin. Uh, okay. This doesn't have to be, you know, massive RP moments, but if you want to, sh- you guys do some shopping, pick up whatever you need. If you if you do want some RP moments, that's fine too. Talk about what the plan is once you get to the locks or hopefully what you find out. Not sure exactly, but, you know, that's it's all going to depend on how your approach is. But you do have a day and a half here to kind of move around town, see what's going on. You know what I would like to do? And it doesn't have to be immediately. Uh, I would like to interact with Faye, and it doesn't have to be through RP, talking about our ver- our experiences together and sort of bonding through that of what we started on the boat. Well, that now sounds that, like... Now that, now that, that does sound like an RP moment, though. Well, it's, <clears throat> it certainly can be, Keeper, yes. Well, I, I would think that would be the best way to do that one, but okay. You can come clothes shopping with me because I want to get a. I figured Australia is a great place to get some nice new explorer clothes because. Oh ooh, yes, wonderful. I think wonderful. mine are tattered to shit at this point. Probably accurate. Your fedora has seen khakis. better days. 
It's time for new khakis. So, the the I guess everyone's going out to get some clothes. Vadim, are you doing shorts? You gonna do shorts and a high sock or something more Australian? I a little more Bruce. What is it with you in shorts, yeah, no. man? Jesus. No. We're in my, Africa. Shorts and high socks. <clears throat> shorts. The and only high, the only go. time my my legs see the light of air Snakes. is when they're against sheets. <clears throat> <laughs> what do you wear to the beach? Beach shoes. Shoes. What's that? My suit. Yeah, that's what I was. I, I can't Beaches are like fish. I assume that there are people out there that swim in them and eat them, but that's not me. <laughs> Hell I'm yeah, not that guy. I hate fish too. Fish are disgusting. So, Vadim, do you go with the team as they're shopping? Sure. So, okay, so the four of you Get are a walking sense around. of things. Make sure if anybody tries to kill them, I can kill them first. Aw, oh. thanks, Vadim. So you get into a place. It's always there's, a possibility. There's a uh, an outfitter's called Hutches. And his name is Danny, Danny Hutches. And you walk in and he's like, oh, customer, how you doing? Danny Hutches, nice to meet you. So good. Welcome to Darwin. Uh, what can I make for you today? What, what do you need? Um, I point to my... To your body? And like... Point to my, like <laughs> clothe, my, no. clothe my bosom. I need you on this, Hutchinson. I need help. As I point to my chest, help. <laughs> No, you need, um, you need help with them? No, 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 chill out. Um, <laughs> well, you're pointing at your chest, I need help. Just trying to be, you know, we're all friendly. We're all for friendly lot down here in Darwin. No, no I bet you are. She no, 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 I just, uh, I just need, I need new clothes. Uh, it's been a right. while. You're heading south then? No, north, actually. Are you? I thought that's what you said. I thought you said north into you're, north. Well, of the north river. is is the is the ocean. Yeah, north is the ocean. Oh, I thought you said north of the river. I thought that's what you were saying. No, uh, up river. You said up river. Or up river. Oh. Okay, so oh, that's up right because it's the opposite because we're in the southern. Yeah, we're river. going like, uh, back on river the like the Nile is. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're we're heading up. We're heading down south. Um, right. Wanted to get better outfitted, better acquainted. My friends over here. Uh, not a problem. Not a problem. Let me show you what we got in. So this is last year's khaki, right? This all here, you'll see the color, the, gr the green and the brown, and it comes with a nice white top. Let me show you this year's. Beautiful. This year's khaki, it's the same fucking thing. There's no difference. <laughs> it looks like the same fucking outfit, the same colors. Not imaginative. It's all what color browns and ugly tumble green can I put together to make it look like I'm camouflaged? And it's not camouflaged. So he's like... You'll see here the difference in the chin strap on the hat. You see it with the, you know, the whatever they call that fucking hat that goes up on one side and pins <laughs> to the top. That fucking hat right there. I don't know. What, it's got a different. This year, the bead is black underneath that holds it to your chin. Last year's was a light brown. So you're going to see right here a whole different scope of look here. I love a man who's an expert in his top and like his topic. Like, <laughs> what? What do, what do you have in, 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 let's say, slightly more functional leather gaiters and uh, perhaps bush knives? So we got khaki. So no no leather gaiters. <laughs> a leather gaiter. A leather gaiter, my friend, is out in, you might find them on the river. Leather gaiter? No, uh, no the, the gaiters for the bottom of your leg, for snakes. I'm thinking of snakes, protecting they, us from snakes. They don't have gaiters here. They have crocs. They're crocs down under. <laughs> Right, and that's like a slip-on shoe. Gators so got... are like those little lizards they have in America. 
Gators. Point my daughter's out. I point to my daughter's out back wrestling with them. I have actual leather gaiters. I point to them and I go, these. I was thinking more of these oh. for the ladies, perhaps, and, and Vadim, if he's interested, to protect against the bush and snakes, uh, as, you know, Australia is famous for being very deadly in so many ways. Oh, you're talking about a pair, you're talking about a pair of walkabouts. Yeah, not a problem. I got them. What size are you looking for? And again, I'll give you a slight reduction in price on last year's model. And how kind of you to do that. Um, I'm a size five, uh, small and all khaki. Uh, Catherine, we'll get you something. And I'll, yeah, clothing. Um, now you've got me worried about snakes. I didn't prep for snakes. So well, when you say a size five, um, exactly what does that mean? Uh, it means a very small shoe. Right. Uh, I'm sorry, a very small walkabout. Right, we got the, so we ha- here's our sizes. Nancy, which is my child's name for a girl, we got the sizes Nancy's, and we got Sheila's. Other She'll than take that, a Nancy, I'll take a Sheila. <laughs> right, let me get them ready for you. I was gonna say I'll hold up, uh, I'll hold up the Nancy to like the bottom of my foot and just kind of nod and go, yeah, I'll take that. That's good. <laughs> All right then. And what about uh, any and uh, anybody for didgeridoos underneath <laughs> to cover up your didgeridoo? I'm sorry, what what be that? Talking to the fellas here, miss. Nothing you need Great. to worry about. Oh, thank that, God uh, for that. Some sort of prophylactic. Well, no, this is just to keep it all part and parcel in front of you. Not have it go flapping about. No, I think I have my parcel in this place, thank you. But I, all I right. appreciate your concern. Not a problem. But That's why you come here to Hutch's. Parcel, or are you, are you all set? I'm more of a free-range type, if you know what I mean. Yes. Jesus well, like our chicken. Right. A basic, uh, basic supply area. What about what about bush knives? Do you have any large bush knives for cutting through undergrowth, things like that? Right. Well, you sound like a person that might come from from old blimey itself. Are you are you British, sir? I, I am, but I'm Kenyan. I'm from Africa, actually. Right. Well, then, if you're from Africa, then we actually do have some knives that you might be able to use. Because uh, if you're from England, I would recommend that you go over to the silverware section, which is in the back of the building. But let me show you over here. <laughs> I, 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 I like him. Yeah. What a what a guy. So he, he brings out knives and stuff, and they're all just like way too much steel, not enough handle. <laughs> like it's just you're thinking, where's the balance? Heavy. <laughs> you know, where's Man. the fucking balance? <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking like bush cutters, something to just chop through if we get into a situation if we're in the outback. You like a machete to... then? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Be, be fine, yeah. yeah, we have something that's similar to that. Brings it all out together. Now, there's just the four of you in. That's right. Uh, four hats. I gotta keep the hats. And as far as for individuality, we all go with a different neck scarf. Keep the sweat off you, you know, from trickling down your back and getting your shirt all tied up. So I'll give one. What's your favorite color, sir? You over there, the uh, shortest gentleman. What, what you prefer color? Anything special that says I'm me? I prefer dark colors. Well, right. No shock there. What about? What about you, Sheilas? Um, you know what? Something. This bold. isn't tough. No, no, I'm I'm used to wearing. You know, not used to. Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> it's Mel, a fucking color. Mel, cut it's a that. fucking color. Just pick I, one. I got it. Uh, uh, perhaps Catherine should choose blue, like the sky blue of her eyes. <laughs> you know what, bottom? My, that's, that's my God, we're partnering off. I had no idea. Or the fucking blue my face went waiting for an answer as I hold my breath. I'm sorry, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, give it a minute. Do they have color? <laughs> ah, um, I'll, I'll take something bold, maybe a print. Mm, I'll take bold. a nice shade of orange. <laughs> bold is like light brown. He looks around. <laughs> he looks around. Catherine is like bold. A print. Well, you said you differentiate by neck scarf. I don't have like a fucking cheetah and will the beast. It's colors. <laughs> it's a color. It's red, blue. I'll take a red. It. Red's fabulous. It'll look bold. great on you. Thank you. And, bold. And pink for the limey gentleman. First. No, no. The, the, the limey gentleman, who, by the way, is not a limey, is perfectly fine not taking a scarf. I have my own. Thank you. Oh, you don't need a neck kerchief? I, I absolutely do not. No. But what are you going to wipe your ass with when you're out in the veil? Probably the one around my neck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Nancy? Um, I wanted to uh, buy a... Um, <laughs> I can't. Um, I'm wondering if it's possible if I could get um, just another set of clothes in a different uh, size. Uh, like a proper Sheila? Yeah. Oh, like a woman who's built like a woman. Yeah, thank you for reminding me yet again. Can I have the goddamn clothes now? Yeah, can you put, throw another set together? That'd be great. I'm doing this for when we find Ella. I want yes, Ella to have a matching get another, outfit. Uh, a spare set of, what did you call those footwear? Walkabouts. Walkabouts. It, perhaps right. a second pair of walkabouts. In, in, what do you think, uh, ladies? In Sheila's size? Yeah, I think in Sheila's size. Uh, well, I mean, this is size. these aren't like these aren't like mix and match. If you're a Sheila up top, you're probably a Sheila down below. So we kind of put the boot. It's all basically the same there. So I'll get you a, a set of Sheilas, and we've got the Nancys. So I got. Let me just add this all up. I got two Sheilas, <laughs> a Limey, proper guy. And a Nancy. All right. Uh, and are you taking that knife? It looks pretty good in your hand. That would be you, sir, who doesn't speak proper. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't need to. Uh, perhaps, yes. Fine. Fine. I will take the knife. Uh, does anyone else want a bush knife? Uh, yeah, I'll definitely take one. Um, why Kate? not? Okay. Badam, bush knife. Seems Honestly. too large and unwieldy. I like yeah, my blades it, to be small and easily maneuvered. Yes, but it's not for sticking in people, Adam. It's, it's for sticking in bush to cut bush out of your way. I was hmm. thinking more of that. I was thinking more of utilitarian. And you can yeah, that's pretty good. That, that'll be good for you to use, Jack, while you walk in front of me. Very nice. Very nice. What a very kind man. Okay, so that'll be... Uh, we get three knives, uh, and I'll also right. need three, three uh, holsters for those and belts as well. Of course. Nothing wrong there. I'm going to give you all the same buckle because I don't want to confuse the lady over here Very by asking what yes. pattern she wants. So we're just going to go with a simple flat top on that buckle, if that's all right for you. And I'll get them. Any- and then he says, <laughs> he's like, sir, I- I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Um, and he's looking at you, Jack. Uh, Cavendish, Jack Cavendish. So he says, uh, <laughs> can I just a little closer? I just have to ask you a quick question. I don't want to confuse anyone. He kicks his hat back on the back of his head, lights his pipe as well, because he's like, this is turning into quite the doozy. 
and uh, leans in as he's as he's lighting his pipe. Yes. That last Sheila set, is that going to need a neck scarf as well? And what color does it want to be? He's really this, concerned like the neck scarf was super important to him. Yes, I don't know for, the, for the spare set, um, yes, let's get her, a, I'd say, a yellow neck scarf. Oh. And, and a hat for her as well, please. Oh, the hat comes in. It's included in the price. Fantastic. Last year's model. Not this year. That's this fine. Year's... That'll be fine. Okay. She may or may not wear it, so it'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So that'll be, uh, well... I'm not sure what our currency is, because I didn't feckin' look that up, but whatever it is, ten of them. <laughs> what, Australian dollar. Down there is a dollar as well. Australian dollar. Yep. Yeah. AUD. All right. I will so, cover. Faye, you're going to cover that? No, she's not. I think she flipped me off. Now she's telling me go fuck myself. Actually, that, that is pounds, no. guys. That 1910 until 1966, the pound. Oh, they didn't have the dollar yet? Yep. That's cool. Um, because they were, they're a part of the British Union, and yep. like, so it, it was the pound. Thank you. Yeah. Thank cool. you, there, El- thank you, there, Ella. From the so be, uh, from the yeah. <clears throat> ten pound then. Um. Yeah, I'll cover it. All right. Well, that's very nice, of you, Nancy. It's not. I've never seen a child pay for everyone else before. That's really. That's really very, very, very sweet of you. I There's lean a over first and time grin. For everything. I grin very broadly at Faye, and I say. Thank you so much, Nancy. You are quite wonderful. Faye is just smiling with um, her Hate. teeth showing. <laughs> and she's like saying through her through her clenched teeth, like, I'm going to kill you later. So he puts it all in a, a big brown paper bag. He loads it all in there. And then he looks over it. <laughs> He's like, and Nancy, I got a fruit roll up in there for you. A little bit of fruit jerky. And you can have there you go. Thank you very much. Or do you want your mother to carry that? Whoa. <laughs> every every time I try to talk, he backs way, a way fucking from that. fire truck comes by. Oh, I can hear That it. happens a lot here in Darwin. <laughs> every t- I don't know what is happening in New Milford tonight, but it's really harshing my vibe. You're okay. not in you're not in New Milford, you're in Darwin. <laughs> fucking forgive me. Okay. Catherine <laughs> finally speaks up and goes, Hey, the the Nancy's just short, okay? And also, how how old do I look if you think that she's a child? Uh, do I look old enough to be this woman's mother? Please I'm don't get rushed, dangerous. mother. Please. I thought you looked great for your age. Not in front of the children. And he walks away laughing out Jack. the door. <laughs> uh, Faye um, turns <laughs> abruptly on her heel and she's going out the door and she's ready to jump on Jack's back <laughs> and take him the fuck down. <laughs> I'm tired of his shit. Shouldn't let your kids wander around like that, miss. A little crazy in Darwin. Be respectful, Nancy, please. <laughs> you do have a, a new giant bush knife. <clears throat> Put to yeah, use. that I'm going to learn how to use real fast. Exactly. She's you have a good child. day. Thanks. Thanks for coming to Hutch's. She's like nine years younger than me. She's not my child. It's about if I was miles, Catherine's dear, child, Catherine years. would have... So much gray hair. I have like a perforated stomach from all the ulcers. <laughs> wow, it's true. Comparing wounds. Faye was a Faye. Faye would have been an iPad kid. <laughs> all right, <laughs> so everybody gets their uh, the clothes. If they're all good, they're last year's model, so it was a little bit discounted, which is really good. The uh, the hats have the brown bead. Don't forget that one. It's gonna make a big difference later. The <laughs> on the drawstring. The, uh, you're back at the ho- you're back over at the uh, the copper stand, and the rooms are ready for you. They're 
you know what? They're incredibly servicing, serviceable and functional. Uh, the mattress is pretty decent shape considering. Um, probably just because they don't get a ton, a ton of traffic. You know, they, they're not used every night. She'd also probably would kill anybody who ruins them or messes them up. Right. The uh, it's it's a it's a tough town. There is every once in a while you see a little bit of violence, you know, in the street, like people just whacking on each other for no reason, but nothing insane. You know, we're not talking like you know gunfights in the streets seven times a day and the whole bit. Uh, other than that, yeah, Darwin's going to be it is what it is until the next uh, the next day when Jake is ready to uh, to take you down the Elizabeth, which is the river. <clears throat> All right, sounds All right. good. So, do we want to talk about how we're going to approach these guys? Probably not a bad idea. Yeah, let's discuss before we just go in guns blazing and awkward. Hello. I think uh, I think with all of our experiences, my friends, we need to um, we need to not make any assumptions based on what these uh, these small town folk believe. As we have seen, you know, truth is often far more complicated than can appear well and i, I also think again. the hokiness is perhaps a game that they are playing a game these locals you you think this is act well it's, it's just been my experience that people are not quite as foolish as they seem and sometimes pretend to be more foolish than they are to see where your mind is at I mean, oh, he very well could be an idiot. That is uh, that is obvious. But well, I, I, I mean more the 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 feelings that the 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 proprietor of the hotel here with uh, them wanting to kill these men, these men, these done evil oh. things. No, we I do not know genuine. that. Uh, yeah. Well, I believe they're genuine, but I do not know if they are correct. We do not know these men. We do not know that, that is true. If they, they have right. done these things, if this is some grave misunderstanding, I'm just saying we should. We should approach them, hopefully, with open mind. Well, I, they I are in Ella's believe, book, after all. I also believe... That I always doesn't mean... ...snide on the side of... Uh, oh, okay, good Gage, we know. <laughs> no, we know. um... That, that no, probably I, puts I them in Kate's Ella, uh, <laughs> wrong no, side right off. <laughs> no, what, what I'm saying is... Ella knows people that she may... You know, oh, I know so-and-so, I know so-and-so, and then so-and-so decides to stick her in some sort of sacrificial circle and beat her oh, until she's sure. broken and bloody. So Absolutely. Just, be just because the I, name's written in the book doesn't mean this is someone to get brunch with. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it, 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 is, it goes without saying that every step we take is taken with caution. Correct. Right. Yes, I think. I'm just saying we should not go in with uh, with guns blazing and you know take these men down as monsters. God no. I mean, I think we should definitely be you know tentative, and we should be on high alert because Give we don't know. Benefit what these... of doubt is that is that how you Americans say? Yes, Vada. Look oh, at you. Oh, oh. oh, the phrase book I got you for Christmas is coming in handy. You really... you are you are rubbing off quite well on me. That did not sound right. That's okay, we're working on it. That um, one was not in the phrase book. No, he's freestyling now. Um, yeah, you are to be rubbing on me. One of those things, yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely think that we should be on high alert because we don't know what these men are capable of because Ella did write them down. So we don't know who they're connected to or what they... I mean, they well, might be mages. They might just be people who are dabble. I mean, we don't know. But I definitely think that we should go in there 
more open, I would say. Do you think we should approach them as more of a clandestine approach? More of a, you know, an assault-based approach, so to speak? I think we should approach the native peoples that have befriended them. I think there's a far greater likelihood we'll run into them first. My experience has been that native peoples are quite honest and upfront. They may not be friendly, but at least they're transparent. I uh, I tend to agree with you, Jack. Even even in where where I come from, there are people who live far outside the uh, the norms, and they tend to be much more straightforward, less duplicity. I think that's an interesting point, Jack. Approach these natives. Yes, I, I also think too we need to be careful of of this man. But then, uh, what's Jake, the angle with the boat? We know nothing about him, so just keep a wary eye. Yes. And... Um. I'm fine if we're approaching the natives. Um, what's the angle then? I think the angle should be that we're looking for our friend. And that we have heard that they know about these gentlemen and what do they know about them? Yes, and perhaps these gentlemen, you know, right. that they might be able to help. I think we'd be as vague as possible with being honest while being honest because I think that shows through. Yeah. Yes, I, I think we'd be straightforward and honest with them. I think they will appreciate that, yeah. I think it sounds like we have a plan. I like. All right, then. Well, then it sounds let's like there's nothing the left with the uh, the alcohol. Then. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's a night to drink. I um, need a fat G and T. It's going to take him what, like a whole day, right? Yeah, he's uh, petrol is. It's not like super super available, and you know, in every corner on every every street, it's not like he can't get it in an hour or two. But yes, it's it takes some time. For him. And again, he's he was half in the bag by the time you arrived yesterday. So by him drinking it, you know, sleeping it off, knowing he has work, getting the petrol, getting supplies that he's going to need, be out for a couple of days. And it's just a matter of not everybody moves at the pace of, you know, the 2022. Um, What's some that people, saying that your emergency is not my emergency? Ah, there you go. That's the one. All right. So we're going to. Yeah, he gets the boat ready. And uh, he tells you, you know, yeah, I'll be uh, ready there around 6 a.m. tomorrow. Sun will be up by then. Not a problem. But uh, my boat's moored over there. Not far. About a couple hundred yards. You can't miss it. Um, like the scarf, by the way. Points over to you, Faye. Um, it's like, <laughs> that's a nice thank scarf. You. It's, thank you. It's new. Right. Last year's, though. But nice. I have a hunch that you know where it came from as well. Well, only guy who carries Kellers for the Sheilas and the Nancys and them uh, over at uh, Hutches. So, yeah. Hope he gave you a good price. He's usually in a good mood most Tuesdays. He was quite cheery, yes. He was a ball of joy. What happens on Tuesdays? I think it's what happens Monday night. Nope, we're not going there. Um, (laughs) Anyone want to get on the boat now? (laughs) Have we had time for a fat G and T? Not being dragged there. <laughs> a fat G and T. Yeah, wow. I need one after that comment. How British have you? <laughs> well, um, where have I been raised? That's true. That's true. Fat G and T is uh, sure you can. Uh, we'll start like I said first thing in the morning. So uh, fat whatever you need over at the stand. You... Great. Sure. The uh, yeah, so the rest of the night you want to spend 
deep into your cups, that's on you. Not a problem. Uh, and uh, we'll start out for, at 6 a.m., we start out for Edgar and uh, Elroy Locke's establishment in Mephisto. So we're just going to get you there. Let me describe the river run real quick, and then we'll close this one out for the night. Picture it. It, it, all you can say is is if you have an idea of Australia in the in the that that outback territory, you know where a crocodile Dundee type stuff, right? All that it, yeah, it's it's it, it does have some reminiscence of Africa. A lot of plains in this area, you know, um, pockets of grasslands that then dry up and become you know sort of barren and just dusty. It's uh, it's a very arid land. And it, there's no rain in the morning. It's it is it's just a little muggy, but that kind of burns off, you know, by the time eight or nine a.m. pops up. You're on a, a motorboat with a small outboard of probably three or four horsepower. It's just just kind of chugging, and you're going up river, so it is a little bit slower. But uh, he doesn't he doesn't talk much. He, you know, if if you ask him questions or if you want to, you know, when we get back and we talk, we could talk about the uh, the idea of approaching the aborigines does he know any obviously he probably does if he's used to running this river line the circuit up and down in the river delivering things and goods to locals because as you get outside of darwin you will find that there are some people that either were panning for gold or built a house just to be kind of on their own and took you know several hundred acres of property and try to make a life out of it and uh they need things you know they may need supplies, petrols, blankets, whatever. They put an order in with him, and he's got the boat. He brings it up and down the river for them. So he's kind of like a shuttle service. Uh, but once you get, you know, 15, 20 miles, he tells you now you're really in – if you're out this far, you know, you're you're either one of those – you know, you're not a – you're an undesirable, someone with a dark past. Um, most people don't want to be this much alone. You know, there's still a lot of native activity. There's a lot of locals – that you know will wander the grounds, and if you're not on good terms with them, at least you don't want to be anywhere near this part of the, you know, the river. So, and, Jake, are the locals are they uh, are they violent then? Um, How do you find them? Find them for me. They're, they're pretty much uh, leave alone, be alone type. You know, you just live and let. As long live. as you're not in their business, uh, they tend to kind of let men live as they may. Um, there's been problems. I'm not going to say that it's been, uh, you know, a joyous uh, merger of the two cultures, but, uh, over the last five or six years or so, things have calmed down quite a bit. <clears throat> and, uh, a lot of bygones to bygones. That's not everybody in Darwin's way, but, um, I think you'll find most of, uh, the people here are reasonably understanding that, you know, as much as we, they were shocked when we found, when we came here. We were a hell of a shock to them, and the way we gobbled up a lot of the land and tried to, you know, put our housing on it, and it it it, it shook them. And some of them didn't react so well, but <clears throat> I think we're coming to an understanding. Oh, good to know. Thank you. Thank you for your candor. I'm not going to tell you that everybody you meet is of the same mind, but most this far, no, you know, it to us towards Darwin are used to seeing whites and 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 dealing with them. Um, go another 30, 40 miles down this river and out into the deep part of the outback. Um, they may not have even seen somebody before. 
you know, the train is the only real bisecting part of the way to get to from north to south right now. And if they're not anywhere close to that train, a couple of days off one way or another, you might be the first experience they have with somebody, you know, from outside. How far does that train go south before it ends? Uh, it's actually, it was only finished about four years ago. Um, and it now runs the entire length. It heads almost down, all, it heads into Melbourne. Oh, good to know. Good to know. It's a hell of a long run. Um, and it has broken down several times and it can take days to get fixed and back on run, but, uh, which locks up all north, south traffic or north depending. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's water stations along the way. It's a whole system now works really well. Are you a smoking man, Jake? Um, yeah. Who is it? So he pulls out, he pulls out his, uh, you know, his container with some mm-hmm. Kenyan cigarettes. And he goes, can I offer you a Kenyan cigarette? Have you ever had an African cigarette? Um, can't say that I have, but I wouldn't say no. And then I offer one to Vadim, obviously. And then to the ladies, if they want one. All right. Kate takes one. Faye says, no, I, I need to stay young. No, Faye doesn't smoke at all. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't let your daughter do that. It's a filthy habit. I will kill you. <laughs> Uh, word to the wise, Jake. She may be small. She's not my child. And she is thoroughly dangerous. Or mine. So, oh, Kate, is, look. Kate is a little bit more see-through. You, you can tell she's dangerous right off the bat. I am nobody's child. I am pure danger. That's what I am. You're nobody's child? Hmm. Well, all right, miss. She <laughs> grew from an egg. <laughs> Which may be entirely accurate. I grew from something. <laughs> True. From the boil on Satan's ass. <laughs> Quite possibly. Uh, yeah, so by wow. late, late, late afternoon, he tells you there's still about 10 miles to go. Um, he throws a tarp up on the side of the riverbank and says, we'll get there first thing in the morning. I really don't feel comfortable running in the dark. Um, it's, it's not fun. And uh, you'll camp there for the night, and we'll pick it up in the morning and approach Edgar and Elroy Locke. So, or one of the Aborigines in the local area. You, you haven't seen anybody on the shoreline yet, Jack. Like this, he he pointed out this is really the last homestead, and then there's like another eight or ten miles till you reach Elroy and uh, Edgar. So right. now, if you're going to see any locals, it would become like Aboriginal locals. You're going to start seeing them south of this last homestead. Right. All right. All right, gang. Well, that's it for us tonight. Um, we're going to find out more about what happened to Ella next time. This is going to be pr- some pretty wacky stuff. Uh, very cosmically oriented, but I hope everyone's going to have a good time with it. Thank you so much for listening from all of us at Cthulhu and Cairo. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff. Patreon, please. We, uh, we, you know, we're going to be out in Origins. We got a lot of stuff coming up to entertain you. We hope you still are enjoying the show as much as we love putting it on. And uh, if this, we'll, we're recording this right before Christmas, so ha- you're going to hear it after that. But happy holidays. Hope it was safe and good for you. And uh, way to go, team. Let's talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks, Keeper. Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems. So there's something for everyone. 
they are committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the players' choices. So, check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But if history has taught us anything, probably going to be bad news. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin MacLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.